Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 mg dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 mg dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Tour differently. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I'm Patrick Chiodi. I'm, of course, joined by my amazing co-host, Former Denver Bronco cornerback, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, uh, you know, multi-Pro Bowl cornerback. I mean, there's a lot of accolades that you have. Chris Harris Jr. Chris, yes, how's sir. it going, man? Good to see you. We took a little bit of a break after the Thursday night game, but uh, we are back. We are back. How you yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, after those Thursday night games, those are like mini buys, you know, yeah. so you yeah. kind of get a little break. You know, that's why you see Kelsey – everywhere you know new york everywhere you know baseball games because it's that little vacation you get you know it's only good if you win though oh yeah you know i, I a lot of the broncos players i'm sure went back to uh denver and uh licked their wounds after a tough loss but yeah. you know you, you took some time i took some time we we had our bleacher report show which was great if you're not following us chris and i are going to be on bleacher report uh, for the remainder of the month of October. So be on the lookout for those live reaction videos. Uh, but Chris, we're going to get right in to our, our recap of that Thursday night game. And in this episode, we're also going to talk about a little bit about the week seven game against the Packers. Um, it, it was a, it was an interesting game, Chris, that Thursday night game. It was an interesting game. Um, and I think that we left that game with a lot of questions answered about the defense and maybe a lot of questions remaining about the offense. Do you still feel that way after watching back and yeah. kind of thinking about that game? Well, I think the defense came out and competed, you know. I think it's the first week where I've seen guys kind of on the same page, you know, guys kind of communicating what's going to happen, things, you know, uh, pre-snap, uh, you know, talk, and um, um, so I'm starting to see that a little bit better. So um, run fit, I, I feel like they played that uh, way better than the previous week. So hopefully they continue to improve. Uh, offensively, you know, we took a very a big step back, you know, after improving, uh, you know, throughout the season. Um, but to come out there and just, you know, I don't – I think he threw under 100 yards. Yep. Uh, you know, wasn't no big plays out there. 
Uh, we didn't give the uh, the defense any chance, you know, or the team any chance. Um, and uh, when we can't throw the football like that, it's the NFL, right? They make every rule for you to succeed at throwing the football in this game. So for us to only have 95 yards um, in the NFL game, that's that's extremely bad. Yeah, that's extremely bad. I, you know, just to to for people to really fathom how bad that is, right? Because you see teams, even high school, they do that, right? I mean, 95 yards should be easy in the NFL with the rules that they have and um, the the way that they let the offenses run the show now. Yeah, I mean, it, Russ, 13 for 22, 95 yards, uh, had that one touchdown to Cortland Sutton, which was you know a, a great play by Sutton, good ball placement, but two picks. One of them was really bad. Uh, that Nick Bolton pick, and then the other one, the tip drill, uh, when he was trying to throw it to Dulcich. Four sacks, though. He took four sacks in this game. And and honestly, Chris, when I watched back and, and I watched the film, it was yeah, it was a lot of me saying, A, why, why this play call? And B, what is Russ doing? Because he was holding on to the ball a lot. Granted, there were, to- there were times where the wide receivers were strapped down. But a lot of it was also like the play calling was primarily to the left. I mean, you've got three routes going to the left and nothing on the right side. There's no outlet for him to go. So what they were doing was they were just pushing Russ to the right. Nothing's going to the left. Like, we're not going to allow anything to the left. And everything's on that side. So a lot of those sacks are a result of play calling. A lot of those sacks are a result of Russ. Uh, maybe not processing things correctly. He did take a really bad sack uh, where he had an opportunity to step up into the pocket, and he just kind of yeah. crumbled. Bowles, Bowles was pushing his guy back. He had plenty of room to step up and make a throw, and he just took the sack instead. So this was not the best game for Russell Wilson. It was a terrible game for no. Russell Wilson. Um, Pat Mahomes, you know, for all for all that the defense has done this year, uh, as far as being one of the worst units in the league, this was probably their best game. This was that yeah. showing out game. Um, you know, after the previous game, Josie Jewell talked about run fits, and you were talking about run fits as well. And it looked like it got a lot better. Pacheco yes. was a guy that was getting shut down. Um, they had a couple of chunk plays here and there. I really thought that they were just going to run all over us. And the defense yeah. stepped up in a big way. Uh, did you see anything else from the defense that? maybe made you feel a little more hopeful as the season goes on? Oh, man, I think uh, we still have to continue to work on uh, our containment, you know. Uh, Those big third downs, you know, being able to contain Mahomes, keep him in the pocket. Uh, We still let him get away a couple times, you know. And that's probably where a lot of those sneaky yards just came in. Um, One thing, we got to figure out a way to get get the ball on the short side of the field. You know, create some easier situations for the offense. Um, anytime we lose the turnover, well, the offense is putting themselves in bad situations themselves. But anytime we uh, we lose um, the turnover battle, we've lost every game. So we just got to figure out a ways to be able to get some turnovers, try to get uh, steal some possessions, try to uh, be able to get better starting points. Because it felt like, Russ, even if we did get the ball, you know, we starting out our 15. We started backed up. You know, we got to go 80 yards, and that, and we haven't had any big plays 
all night. So it's hard to go 80 when you're not getting the big plays. And uh, uh, that's something I see that hopefully they can focus on that and being out, being able to find ways to get shorter fields for the offense. Well, offense has to uh, definitely get off to a faster start. And that brings us to a message from our sponsors. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason for the MLB. And Chris, I, kn- I know you're in Texas, the Rangers, the Astros. Rangers. Uh, this, this, is yeah. a, this is a division rival in the ALCS. This is what everybody wants to see, man. If you're a baseball fan, yeah. and especially a baseball fan in Texas, this is it. Uh, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. They have everything you need to stay up to speed on both the ALCS and mm. the NLCS. Go, Phillies. Uh, all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Chris, the offense yes, had opportunities. I mean, it, the Justin Simmons interception, huge. I, it, that's, so, that's also something that we've seen from Pat Mahomes way too he much loves throwing them picks to justin man as much as phil rivers bless me a lot but <laughs> hey we know we know who's blessing justin man my homes man because he, he stays love, getting them i would love to see which quarterback you have picked off the most in your career because justin Simmons. oh definitely rivers definitely phil by we're, far oh we're yeah gonna have, we're gonna have the stat people check this um yeah but justin simmons has picked off Patrick Mahomes more than anybody in the NFL. And that throw, Chris, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to throw it away. It didn't look like he was trying to throw away. It looked like he was trying to hit the corner. Um, But it it just came out a duck. Uh, So that's a big – that was a big turnover. Stopping the fake fake field goal attempt, big turnover. You're you're giving the offense the opportunity to drive down the field and score points – and the offense just could not execute at all. I felt like the running no. lanes were there. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, from my vantage point, did not have a good game. Uh, when I went back and I looked, there were a couple of runs that he had that were really good. But there were a lot of runs where he did, he if he would have followed his blockers, I mean, it's probably 10-plus yard game. Um, mm. I feel like yeah, that's He's going to have those moments as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, right. And then he's not getting in the rhythm. You know, it's different yeah. when you're at running back and you, you know, uh, the game, you don't really know how the game plan is going to go for you, mm-hmm. you know. So he still has to be able to adjust and, and he's going to make some mistakes. Yeah. You know, he's a rookie still. Definitely. And I, I mean, looking at the running game too, Javante with those big runs, uh, he was yeah. very consistent. Um, you know, I, I, again, this goes back to what we were talking about on the the live reaction show why do we continue to just go away from the things that are working javante williams only 10 carries on the game jaleel mclaughlin seven carries michael burton two carries especially the one on third and on third and short why are we giving it to the fullback there the running backs are doing their job they're running hard offensive line was doing a fairly good job sean payton's old school you know that's 
that that's always been like one of his staples, you know, that fullback dive. And, you know, that's just that's just something that you know that it's not in the league right now. You know, everybody's trying to do the push sneak. And they're failing at that, you know. Uh everybody they're failing at that. Only the Eagles are are able to execute this. So uh Brady was the best sneak guy that I ever had to prepare for, you know. Oh yeah. dealing with Brady. Uh, you know, he was always tough at the sneak. So it's on the quarterback, really, on fourth and ones, you know, um, and the O line, of course, yeah. but the quarterback, man, you gotta that's why we pay Russell Wilson. Like, we don't put them in zone reads. Let's put them in uh, situations to run, you know, uh, to where they got to account for 12 all, – I mean, all 11 players, yeah. right? Let's find different ways. Uh, you know, that standard old school run fullback dive up the middle, that's not working, especially against Chris Jones in the Chiefs D-line, right? Thank so, we got to um, – you know, so I can't really blame everything on the players offensively, no. right? Like you said, no, the plays not. have been – uh, very vanilla, you know. Even on Russ's pick, that's a standard stick route, two double out route with the fade, right? Yeah. That's that's preseason routes, right? And Anybody can stare it down. Yeah, and so they're gonna make plays on those routes. Those are easy plays for a DB if I'm yeah. studying, right? So uh, we gotta get, we gotta. Uh, hopefully, he can uh, start advancing the offense. Get out of the – I'm pretty sure he's in, like, level one or level two yeah. within it. And uh, starting advancing it, man, we got to get to the Drew Brees, you know, play yeah. playbook style, you know, and, st- and letting it loose. Well, and it's it's crazy because he was running – I mean, Peyton was calling a lot of those concepts um, against Miami. And for, you know, obviously you're down big in that game and you got to throw the ball, but – the concepts that they were calling, it was a lot of drive. There was some mesh in there. Um, we, we love to see, you know, Seattle and double post. And um, it, it's been there at times, but then he'll just go away from it. And I feel like that is kind of who he is as a play caller. It's, okay, this worked. Now we're going to put this in our back pocket and we're not going to pull it out for like a few weeks. But if you can, if you can run things consistently and you can get consistent success with them, You'll be able to call them a lot more often and have the confidence to. I don't think that Sean Payton has the confidence in Russell Wilson right now. And I don't think that Russell Wilson has the confidence in himself to execute. We've, We've heard a lot about their relationship and how it's going well. But the result on the field in those first three, four weeks, he was doing fine. He was actually playing really good football. It was some of the best football that we've seen in him in years. But then the defense was letting him down. And now it's kind of flipped. So now he's not so confident in his offense. The defense is balling out. And now we're back to, is Russ really the guy? And I don't think that he is. I I don't think that he's the answer for the the quarterback position for the Broncos. I don't think that he's going to be the guy uh, next year. I think that this is the last year we're going to see Russ in a Broncos uniform. And I think that's the right way to go. Uh, You're going to have to eat a lot of money. Uh, Maybe you find a... A trade partner and you kind of have to pull that Brock Osweiler trade and send a high draft pick to a team to sweeten the deal a little bit. No, nah, that's right? no, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's you can't give away thing. any more picks. No, yeah. you can't. You really can't. You got, you got to hold on yeah. to everything that you can. Um, and, and I think, you know, if this is a loss this week, we'll talk about it uh, against the Packers. I think that we're going to see one, maybe two 
wide receivers gone. I know that you don't like to hear that. And I know that that's not what we should do. Uh, but there's been a couple of trade scenarios floated out there. And the reason I want to bring this one up is because we're playing the opponent. There was a trade that ESPN put out, uh, a mock trade, uh, Jerry Judy and like a low round pick to Green Bay for wide receiver Romeo Dobbs and a second round pick in this year's upcoming draft. I think that that uh, that deal might not be too bad. Gives Judy. A I would do this trade. I would do. Let's hear it. Give us Douglas for Judy. Ooh. I would do that trade. That I would solve us. Too. Well, I would say at this point, it's pretty even. It's pretty solid. Rasul's a little old, though. Judy's is he old. older? Okay. Yeah, he's like 30. So they would have to give us something then. Yeah. You know, give us a, give us a, pick. a third. A third round pick. A, or fourth with Douglas. That'll give us a starting corner opposite Sertan. That'll yeah. solve a big issue right there. And then maybe Mathis can play inside and can, you know, yeah. see if he can do better in there or Moss or uh, start to get these guys in there. But yeah, I, if I'm if I'm looking at the, if I'm looking for a trade right now, if I'm Denver, I'm looking to see if I can get a corner, somebody in return, not just picks. Right. We got to get somebody else that can or tied in like we need yeah. something. Yeah. If we can, I mean, we can't just get away a weapon and not try to get something back. So I would say give us a pick and we got to try to get a tight end or a corner. That got to be the two um, two positions right now that's in need. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think if you're going to trade, I mean, obviously the, the, the move right now has to be for picks. We don't have enough draft capital, uh, especially in the first three rounds. Like we have our first round pick back this year and then we don't have a second and – then we we have a third and and that's like we need more this is a very talent rich you want you want so many draft you want as many picks as you can in this draft yeah no it definitely and i mean the the argument right now is do they continue to you know lose game we'll talk about that too uh will they continue to lose games in order to get you know uh that first overall pick and take caleb williams uh are they going to be fine sitting at you know, third or, or second and taking a Drake may, um, or are they going to turn around and end up with a, a middle of the, the first round pick and take a guy like Penix or, uh, or JJ McCarthy. That's kind of, that's, you know, that's kind of the vibe right now is they're going to take Shoot. a quarterback in this class. Try <laughs> hey, to get I'm taking all pick. of them. <laughs> I'm taking all of them. If I'm two, get, get yeah. two first, take two quarterbacks, flip a coin. Yeah. Honestly, we can't pass up quarterbacks and generational talent. Like we've seen how far that that set us back yeah. for a while, like almost a decade mm -hmm. for for missing out on a generational talented quarterback, which was right up the street. Right. And, you know, they everybody, you know, thought we were going to get. But we I mean, so I, I definitely understand. Um, we I think they want to wait and see what the record is going to be or what pick we get before they deal with Russell. You know, I think they I think I heard um uh somebody saying I got I got to go back and check, but I think I heard that he has like a um a due date for his contract in June. Yeah. Yep. So, um the, you know, that one day where it becomes uh fully guaranteed. Yeah, so they'll take their time with that. 
you know, and uh, wait and see where we're at in the draft. And uh, if we're at the third pick, I mean, that's golden right there. You got, you got, we got, you got the Michigan quarterback, Florida State's quarterback. Yeah, he's um, Jordan Travis, JJ North Carolina's quarterback. Yep. Like, it's so many guys that I can see that are starting. These guys are better than Russell. I think they can come in and definitely, uh, I think, this class next year of quarterbacks are going to all come in and, and ball. Just yeah. I, I, They just look different this year. I, I think part of it, too, you know, staying on Russ is his injury a couple years ago, I think, really took a hit on him. You know, and, and then you add in all the personal stuff that he's going through. And, and, you know, at a certain point, it's like, has his game kind of – has the league kind of transcended his game, right? And maybe we're seeing the same thing with – a guy like Kirk Cousins, who, you know, last year balled out. He's still consistently like the, the most hit quarterback in the league. And Russ is like right there with him. And maybe it's just at the He's also not there. getting no protection. Right. And and that's he's the, not that's getting any blocking. That's yeah. the other thing. Russ is like the third most pressured quarterback in the league. And so we gotta be fair. We gotta be at, fair at, and say yeah. that this yeah. well. Right a rookie tackle. quarterback's not going to be good either with this pressure that Russell's getting. No. If we be honest. It may be Caleb. Williams. Right. Maybe. Yeah, only because he – May might be nice in it too because May, May can move hey, too. May so, can, but it's going to be a lot, man. That's a lot of work for all, yeah. for any quarterback that's having to go through this type of duress. So we can't just uh, – you know, Russ is part of the blame, but come on, he's not. he's getting hit left and right. No, for sure. Um, okay. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Tour differently. We're going to get into some questions. We had some, uh, we've got some mailbox questions for you, Chris. Okay. And, you know, we, we asked, I asked Broncos country if they had any big questions for you. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take a look at some questions here. All right. First question. Oh, man. Let's see what, let's see what we got from, going on. Uh, Kevin Johnson. Uh, are players ever on board with tanking or is that 100% the media? It's so exhausting. Media and fans are so reactionary to a loss. And the instant thought is tank and fire this coach or simply trade this guy. Lions were one in six last year. 
They turned it all the way around. They almost made the playoffs. So, Chris, uh, are the players, from your standpoint, are they ever on board with tanking? No, because uh, for players, the NFL stands for not for long. Amen. So, you know when you're losing – uh, your job is up for grabs, right? Every year, you know, a team's looking to upgrade and to get better at every position. So um, starting with the head coach. So you losing, man. Uh, you never want to be uh, have that record by your name. You never want to have 70 points on your name, right? So in, uh, in the NFL, there's no tanking, right? NBA, now we've seen NBA clearly tanking. Definitely is tanking. Right? Well, they it just is, sit out a player for it. months, you know, yeah. like like they did well, Damian Lillard. Hey, just don't play, you know. Yeah. So we've seen tanking in the NBA. So um, yeah. has there probably been tanking before in the NFL? Um, it probably has. I can't think of a uh, time. I can't Dude, think of Miami situation. Miami. Last year they lost a draft pick because they, they got caught. Oh, yeah. Trying to tank with Brian Flores. Yes. That was that whole Yes. Thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Well, he pretty much – we wouldn't have probably known about that if he didn't get fired yeah. and pretty much tell everybody, you know. But yeah. – um, so there are probably secret tanking going on yeah. uh, that we might not know about. But the players, they definitely don't have any idea of that for sure. We're trying sure. to win every game. I feel like Broncos country is at, like, the height of the the t- the, the aluminum foil hat um, – Sean Payton is trying to tank for Caleb Williams simply because he said that Caleb was a generational talent and all that stuff. Um, you know, I mean, he just said what everybody else is saying. He didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah he saying, just repeated you know, it. Whether or not this show does not condone taking in the NFL by any standard, but whether or not he is choosing to tank for Caleb Williams, maybe that's why maybe he's calling play calls specifically to just, you know, put the team in bad position. I don't think that that's true at all don't quote me on that uh, i can tell you this tank caleb williams is running way more sophisticated offense in usc right now <laughs> hey look i'll say this right i said this yesterday to a buddy of mine because uh, we were talking about caleb williams losing to, to notre dame and you know someone said uh, his that style of play is never going to work in the nfl and i was like man what were your thoughts on patrick mahomes at texas tech because nobody yeah. thought that he was going to be this good. He was, I mean, he put up Texas Tech numbers. We know what that means. But it's the intangibles. Moving out right. of the pocket. Creating, a, you know, creating out of structure. No one does it better than Caleb. Uh, and if you, if you think that he's not the best quarterback in this class, you can make arguments for the other guys. But if you think that he's not the best, I definitely encourage you to go uh, watch some more USC football. Next question are you and Peyton Manning friends or was it more of a professional relationship with him? How was he in the locker room and off the field? Of course we're friends, you know, you know, when you want to, you play, I think I was teammates with Peyton four or five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember, but um, I got to go back and check it. But yeah, of course, man, me and Peyton would just sit at breakfast, you know, and just talk football, talk schemes, you know, uh, break down different, coverages and things like that of what he's saying how he thinks i would play this you know who always pick each other brains so uh just always respect the uh football aspect of Peyton. and then you know i hit him up every once in a while hit me up his wife you know is real cool my wife you know it's uh, definitely a friendship man and uh 
you know, I was able to uh, see him uh, uh, at D Ware's um, yeah, right. uh, Hall of Fame. And um, so hopefully, man, uh, we'll be able to connect again real soon. Try to get him on the show, man. I need to get on. I need to holler at him and get on the ESPN, man. They need to. I'm like, Peyton, man, what's up? When you going to invite the No Fly on the ESPN, man? What, we, what you waiting hey, on? You guys need to be on that Monday Night Football, the Manning cast. I, I mean, come on, give, man. Y'all just need to just you me to leave. Come on, man. Put the put the gang on there, man. I come on, Peyton. What is he doing? Uh, next question here from Michael Andrade. Uh, how how did you feel joining Denver as an as a undrafted free agent, re-signing with Denver, and then leaving Denver? Oh man, how did, you, uh, how did you love Denver? Oh man, it was just uh, coming out of undrafted. Uh, it was a weird situation because of the lockout, right? So at that time, man, I had to make a fast decision quick. And um, I thought Denver would be the best place for me to be able to have a chance to be able to make the team and uh, be able to compete. And, um, they was, and it was a new regime, right? It was Elway's first year. Uh, they were cleaning up house uh, um, all from top to bottom. You know, everything was, you know, from GM all the way down. They was cleaning up house. Yep. You know, so I thought it was a great uh, situation to go there. And, uh, you know, being able to play. Yeah, after McDaniels. So it was just a great situation for me to go there and uh, being able to, uh, you know, uh, have a chance to play fast and being able to, you know, I've been able to start as a rookie. So uh, it was great, man. And I I played there nine years. It was great. And uh, not a lot of players get to play in one spot that long. So I was definitely, definitely fortunate and blessed to be able to play there that long especially at your position too, as a cornerback, it's kind of one of those positions where, um, you know, they're, they're at that time, there wasn't like how it is today where the, every team has that like superstar corner. And then you've got, you know, you've got one or two other corners that are also very good. You've mentioned that a, a couple of times that Broncos, team oh, yeah. one of the first teams to put together a true, like, full secondary tandem of superstars like just yeah at, like from safety to corner to nickel to you know it it, it was just stacked all the way through so yeah and uh, my situation definitely. was different it wasn't like uh ronde you know ronde got to play corner in nickel and pretty safety. much his whole career and then they kind of allowed him to transfer to safety right denver didn't give me that opportunity to do that Right. Yeah. Um, and pretty much my last year, I played corner. You know, I was still guarding uh, top receivers last year, Chase, all those guys last year. So I still didn't get the chance to really even play safety. So that would probably be my only regret uh, in my career probably is that I didn't get the opportunity to be able to transfer to safety, knowing that my tackling skills, my IQ uh, of the game in the secondary to be able to, you know, I could definitely uh, play that. So um, that would probably be my only regret, not being able to uh, be in the right team to be able to allow me to transfer in that uh, uh, to that safety position like a Rondé Barber got to. Well, this next question, you might have an opportunity to answer that. This is from our good friend, <laughs> Mile High Mario, Mario Vitanzi. What would it take to get Chris back on the yeah. field in Denver? Ooh. Oh, man, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, man. So, 
you know, I definitely love to go out there. You know, uh, it wouldn't be bad to finish out uh, my career there for sure. So uh, definitely plan on doing uh, what's the one day retirement, whatever that they have. So whenever, uh, whatever they want to set that up, whatever, we'll probably do that next year uh, if I don't play this year. But uh, um, definitely, man, it definitely feel I'm ready to roll, man. I feel great. I feel fresh. So, uh, so whenever that call comes, you know, my agent's making sure I'm ready. So I'm staying ready. Come back for the last four games of the year. Why not? Come back. Hey, just do it. definitely. <laughs> just, just definitely, the man. Games. And, then, and then go out, go out as a Bronco. I, I know. Come on, hey, hey, what's the, running back guy? He got to give up that two five for four games, you know. Uh, <laughs> Samaje, Samaje, oh, hey man, you got to give it up for a couple games. Man. Oh man, well, Chris, that is gonna do it for this episode. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, what whichever platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you follow us on YouTube. Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. We're putting up more shows, more interviews. Uh, we'll be putting up some of our old interviews as well. Uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks, man, there's some opportunity for some big guests. I think uh, you know we've got Buffalo coming up. We've got Houston. Uh, we've got some opportunities to bring some former Broncos. Yeah, I need to get Vaughn, Buffalo. Who, who who do we know in Houston, man? Let me find uh, some. I got to think of some. Roby played there. Uh, Brock, you know. Let me uh, try to think, Kareem, man. Kareem played there. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to set up sometime, something with Kareem soon. We yeah. definitely want to have Kareem. He's still out there balling. Uh, we, I think, we, gotta get, yeah. we gotta get him on the show. Yeah, Kareem's he's, he's actually representing on the defense, so uh, we, I, I'm, I'm cool with having Kareem on here. <laughs> he got. Oh man, that pick! That oh my, did they call that on Mathis? Yeah, it, it was a uh, soft call, man. It barely, like didn't didn't even really grab him. They, I mean, just had their hands on each other. It's, it's football, man. We gotta let him play. But uh, that's how it is that, when you're a young corner, man. That's how it is sometimes. Well, and you know, you're facing. And you're playing Mahomes. We're not. We don't, wanna, we don't want him to throw picks in the NFL. We're not gonna, yeah, makes him look bad in front of the Swifties. We yeah. do that. Uh, make sure that you follow Chris and myself on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Coyote. Make sure you follow at Believe Network as well. This show was presented by Bet Online. Make sure you go over there and use uh, your uh, first time match promo code Believe B L E A V and Broncos Country. We're gonna see you next time for our Week Seven preview. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.